Hello and welcome to Daily Prayer today for August 20th, 2021. Glad that you are with me. Let's go ahead and get started. O Lord, open my lips and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. We pray to you, O Lord, you hear us in the morning. At sunrise, we offer our prayer and wait for your answer. The Lord be with you and also with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. O Lord, our God, we give you thanks that through the gift of our baptism you have poured out your grace upon us and claimed us as your beloved people. By the power of your Holy Spirit, help us to love and serve you always and to love and serve one another through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Our readings for today are Psalm 130 and 148. 2 Samuel 19, 24 through 43, Acts 24, 24 through 25, 12, and Mark 12, 35 through 40. Listen for God's word to speak to you. Psalm 130. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, Lord, who could stand? But there is forgiveness with you, so that you may be revered. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning, more than those who watch for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord. For with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with God is great power to redeem. For God, it it is God who will redeem Israel from all its iniquities. Psalm 148. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise God in the heights. Praise God, all God's angels. Praise God, all God's host. Praise God, sun and moon. Praise God, all you shining stars. Praise God, you highest heavens, and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for God commanded and they were created. God established them forever and ever. God fixed their bounds which cannot be passed. Praise the Lord from the earth. You see monsters in all deeps, fire and hail, snow and frost, stormy wind fulfilling God's command. Mountains in all hills, fruit trees in all cedars, wild animals in all cattle, creeping things and flying birds, kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all rulers of the earth, young men and women alike, old and young together. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for God's name alone is exalted. God's glory is above earth and heaven. God has raised up a horn for God's people. Praise for all God's faithful. For the people of Israel who are close to God. Praise the Lord. Our first reading is from 2 Samuel 19, 24 through 43. Mephibosheth, grandson of Saul, came down to meet the king. He had not taken care of his feet or trimmed his beard or washed his clothes from the day the king left until the day he came back in safety. When he came from Jerusalem to meet the king, the king said to him, Why did you not go with me, Mephibosheth? He answered, My lord, O king, my servant deceived me. 
for your servant said to him, Saddle a donkey for me so that I may ride on it and go with the king, for your servant is lame. He had slandered your servant to my lord the king, but my lord the king is like the angel of God. Do therefore what seems good to you. Thought I missed something, but I did not. Good to you. For all my father's house were doomed to death before my lord, the king. But you set your servant among those who eat at your table. What further right have I then to appeal to the king? The king said to him, Why speak any more of your affairs? I have decided. You and Ziba shall divide the land. Mephibosheth said to the king, Let him take it all, since my lord, the king, has arrived home safely. Now Barzaliah the Galadite had come down from Ragalim. He, met, he went on with the king to the Jordan to escort him over the Jordan. Barzaliah was a very aged man, 80 years old. He had provided the king with food while he stayed in Mahanaim, for he was a very wealthy man. The king said to Bar- Barzaliah, Come over with me, and I will provide for you in Jerusalem at my side. But Barzaliah said to the king, How many years have I still to live that I should go up with the king to Jerusalem? Today I am eighty years old. Can I discern what is pleasant and what is not? Can your servant taste what he eats or what he drinks? Can I still listen to the voice of singing men and singing women? Why then should your servant be an added burden to my lord the king? Your servant will go a little way over the Jordan with the king. Why should the king recompense me with such a reward? Please, let your servant return so that I may die in my own town, near the graves of my father and my mother. But here is your servant Chimham. Let him go over with you, my lord the king, and do for him whatever seems good to you. The king answered, Chimham shall go over with me, and I will do for him whatever seems good to you. And all that you desire of me, I will do for you. Then all the people crossed over the Jordan, and the king crossed over. The king kissed Barzilla and blessed him, and he returned to his own home. The king went on to Gilgal, and Chimham went with him. All the people of Judah and also half the people of Israel brought the king on his way. Then all the people of Israel came to the king and said to him, Why have our kindred, the people of Judah, stolen you away and brought the king and his household over the Jordan and all David's men with him? All the people of Judah answered the people of Israel, Because the king is near the near kin to us. Why then are you angry over this matter? Have we eaten at all at the king's expense, or has he given us any gift? But the people of Israel answered the people of Judah, We have ten shares of the king, and and in David also we have more than you. Why then did you despise us? Were we not the first to speak of bringing back our king? But the words of the people of Judah were fiercer than the words of the people of Israel. From Acts 24, verse 24 through 25, 12. Some days later, when Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, who was Jewish, he sent for Paul, this is uh, Festus, and heard him speak concerning faith in Christ Jesus. 
And as he discussed justice, self-control, and the coming judgment, Felix became frightened and said, Go away for the present. When I have an opportunity, I will send for you. At the same time, he hoped that money would be given him by Paul, and for that reason, he used to send for him very often and converse with him. After two years had passed, Felix was succeeded by Portius Festus, and since he wanted to grant the, grant the Jews a favor, Felix left Paul in prison. Three days after Festus had arrived in the province, he went up from Caesarea to Jerusalem, where the chief priests and the leaders of the Jews gave him a report against Paul. They appealed to him and requested as a favor to them against Paul to have him transferred to Jerusalem. They were, in fact, planning an ambush to kill him along the way. Festus replied that Paul was being kept in Caesarea and that he himself intended to go there shortly. So, he said, let those of you who have the authority come down with me, and if there is anything wrong about the man, let them accuse him. After he had stayed among them not more than eight or ten days, he went down to Caesarea, and the next day he took his seat in the tribunal and ordered Paul to be brought. When he arrived, the Jews who had gone down from Jerusalem surrounded him, bringing many serious charges against him, which they could not prove. Paul said in his defense, I have in no way committed an offense against the law of the Jews or against the temple or against the emperor. But Festus, wishing to do the Jews a favor, asked Paul, Do you wish to go up to Jerusalem and be tried there before me on these charges? Paul said, I am appealing to the emperor's tribunal. This is where I should be tried. I have done no wrong to the Jews, as you very well know. Now, if I am in the wrong and have committed something for which I deserve to die, I am not trying to escape death. But if there is nothing to their charges against me, no one can turn me over to them. I appeal to the emperor. Then Festus, after he had conferred with his counsel, replied, You have appealed to the emperor. To the emperor you will go. From Mark 12, verses 35 to 44. While Jesus was teaching in the temple, he said, How can the scribes say that the Messiah is the son of David? David himself, by the Holy Spirit, declared, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. David himself calls him Lord, so how can he be his son? And the large crowd was listening to him with delight. As he taught, he said, Beware the scribes who like to walk around in long robes and be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and to have the best seat in the synagogues and places of honor at banquets. They devour widows' houses and for the sake of appearance, say long prayers. They will receive the great, greater condemnation. He sat down opposite the treasury and watched the crowd putting money into the treasury. treasury. Many rich people put in large sums. A poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which are worth a penny. Then he called his disciples and said to them, Truly I tell you, this poor woman has put in more than all those who are contributing to the treasury. For all of them have contributed out of their abundance, but she out of her poverty has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
So our readings for today, we have uh, David continuing to return back to Jerusalem, and it's sort of a reverse order of everything now. Um, there is a resolution of what happened with Mephibosheth. Uh, you may remember that he was a little bit perturbed with Mephibosheth, the, um, the grandson of Saul who he, and, and son of Jonathan that he took uh, special, special care of because of his oath to Jonathan. Well, Mephibosheth didn't join him on the way out, and we find out that it was because Mephibosheth's servant uh, betrayed him. He was supposed to get a, a an animal ready for Mephibosheth to ride on, so because he's lame, um, so he could ride out with David. And apparently, he did not do it, and so Mephibosheth was unable to to go with him. So he resolves. He says, "I'm going to split the land of yours between you and Ziba." Um, he had already given the land to Ziba because of what he thought of what happened to Mephibosheth. And Mephibosheth says, "No, no, no! Don't do that. Give it all to Ziba. He can keep it all. I'm just happy that you're alive and safe and back in your rightful place." We also have Berzila. Zelia, whatever his name is, this older man um, who provided for David while he was away. Um, and David wants him to come with him. And he says, no, I'm old. I'm going to go die. Um, it's fine. I want to I die the place where I lived. I want to be buried next to my mother and father. But this, this person, Shimham or whatever his name, can go with you. Then there's a little bit of a disagreement between the tribes of Israel, the ten tribes, and Judah, which is kind of Judah and Benjamin. Um, this is this, remember there was a civil war between the north and the south, Judah and Israel. Um, these these division lines are, are coming up again. The people of Israel say, well, why, why did David go to you instead of go to us? There's more of us. And Judah said, well... <laughs> He's from our tribe. That's probably a good reason. But, you know, like we didn't benefit greatly from David coming to us. So, like, get over it. Um, so there's, but there's just this continuing sort of fault line between Israel and Judah, which will come up in a couple of generations. Then we have in Acts, we have um, the Felix is the governor. He keeps Paul for a couple of years. He keeps talking to him about Jesus, but he's secretly kind of hoping that um, he'll get a bribe from Paul, which Paul never gives. So uh, he keeps him there until the next governor takes over, Festus. Festus goes to Jerusalem, and the chief priests, they tell him all about Paul, this terrible person, and all the things that he's done. And he's like, well, he's up in Caesarea. You can come up and, and give your defense. And once again, they don't actually have any proof for anything that they say. And Paul says, you know, they don't have any proof. that There it is. Festus says, well, you know, do you want to go be taken down to Jerusalem in order to be tried? Because he's getting this sort of political um, influence. The, the, the um, Jewish authorities are saying, hey, we should really bring him down to Jerusalem. We find or we hear from the editorial notes that it's because some people have taken a, on this uh, oath or whatever to attack Paul on the way. Probably the same group of people who took on a solemn oath 
oath to kill him several years previous. Um, and Paul says, no, I don't want to go to Jerusalem. I don't think I'm going to get a fair trial there. And in fact, there's nothing there's nothing against my law or the temple or your law that I am being accused of. So I appeal to the emperor. As a Roman citizen, this was his right. He could appeal all the way up to the emperor. And so Festus says, well, you've appealed to the emperor. I guess we'll send you there. So now that's sort of the trajectory. Um, Paul is going to make it all the way to Rome eventually, but it'll take a while to get there. Then we have Jesus in the temple, continuing to preach and to teach. Now he is bold. Now he is he is not getting any opposition. They have stopped that for now. Um, and he is saying things like, beware all of these people who have these, these rich robes and these say these long prayers and who like the prestige of being in this place of leadership. And yet, they're like whitewashed tombs. They're, they're empty inside. They are hypocrites in the things that they say. Um, and so he's warning them against that. Um, yeah, Jesus is, is fairly boldly speaking out against the current leaders in the temple itself, which um, it's not surprising that what will happen will happen. Um, but an in, in interesting note. That this is this is what he spends his time in Jerusalem doing, um, criticizing. Um, sometimes it's very important to criticize and ask hard questions of our leaders, um, because leaders are human beings, and sometimes we make mistakes. Sometimes we do things that um, that we don't understand, and so to get that clarity, or sometimes we do things because you know it seems prudent, or or we get caught up with whatever and need to be checked on those things. That's an important role of what we are called to be as children of God, right? To speak truth to power. So it's that balance. We talked a couple of days ago about that sort of honoring our leaders, that's important to do, um, but also holding them accountable is also important. And so it's, it's holding those two in tension. Those are our readings today. Let's go ahead and join together in our prayers. Satisfy us with your love in the morning, and we will live this day in joy and praise. Eternal God, we rejoice this morning in the gift of life which we have received by your grace and the new life you give us in Jesus Christ. Especially we thank you for ministries of compassion, witness, and service. Those who make and grow the things we need. The communities in which we live. strength and abilities to serve you today. Indications of your love at work in the world. People of God, for what else do we give thanks? We give thanks for the joy of this day, uh, for the teachers at the play school and staff starting their training 
uh, as they prepare for the next school year. We thank God for a new school year for all of our children. Pray that you would give them safety and health during this time, especially as we see the coronavirus resurging. God of grace, we offer our prayers for the needs of others and commit ourselves to serve them even as you have served us in Jesus Christ. Especially we pray for the church in Africa. The conservation of the soil, water, and air. Those closest to us in this community. Friends and relatives who are far away. All who care for others in body, mind, and spirit. People of God, for what else do we pray? We pray for the family and friends of Joe's daughter-in-law who passed away suddenly. We pray for Donald and Deborah, friends of Bill. Deborah is in the middle stages of Alzheimer's. For Joan and Keith, former co-workers of Bill's. Joan has had many health problems, and Keith is her primary caregiver. For Louisa, Linda's granddaughter, who has gotten RSV. For Kathy, a friend of Jan Ann's, who is back in the hospital with kidney failure. For Deborah, who's healing from hip replacement surgery, a broken rib, and continued hand pain. For Joy, a former play school teacher who's beginning chemo for colon cancer. For all the many other prayers that we have on our hearts and our minds, including those in Afghanistan, those in Haiti, and all over the world. God of our salvation, as the light of morning dawns, heaven and earth sing your praise. Cause us to live and grow in faith so that we may bear good fruit for the glory of your holy realm. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Now let us continue to pray using the words our Lord taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now may we continue to grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Bless the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Thank you so much for joining me today for daily prayer. Join me tomorrow for some more. Like this video, share it with someone else. Click on the subscription and the notification button, as well as going to our website, johncalvinchurch.org, for more information. Our liturgy today came from the Book of Common Worship of the Presbyterian Church USA 2018 edition, and our readings came from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible. Thank you for joining me. Have a blessed day. We'll see you next time. Bye.